Good evening and welcome to My Poor Friends. This is Jamie Q-Tip. I am now recording live from Michael's Dining Room. It's fantastic. We have become portable. Not potable, portable. <laughs> no, we are definitely non-potable. <laughs> so... Tonight, <laughs> I'm sorry you can't see me shake my head. I, I, Tonight, we have that problem a lot. Different medium. Besides Michael joining me, we have one of our good friends, Dan. Dan, say hello. Hello. <laughs> Dan uh, has not listened to the podcast yet, so he's in for a treat. I'm positive. Uh, so tonight we're going to talk about the Big Lebowski, and so we are drinking White Russian. So if we sound goofier than normal, you'll know why. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're already halfway into our white Russians, uh, except for Dan, who only got a half a glass in the first place. Okay, so let's start with our first icebreaker question. And this one I picked because I thought it was appropriate for you two, because it sounds like a conversation you two would have had 20 times in our past. We probably have. If you could be in any movie of your choice, which movie would you choose and what character would you play? I know my answer. Chili Palmer gets shorty. <laughs> because you get to you get to punch Ray Barboni right in the nose. <laughs> uh, what's that guy's name? Dennis Farina. You have get to you punch never, him right in the nose. I was gonna say, have you never punched anyone in the face? I've never punched anyone in the face. I haven't either. Have you ever punched anyone in the face? Uh, not in my adult life. Well, okay, as a small child, I'm I'm positive yeah. I punched one of my brothers at some yeah, point. Elementary but, school, we used to <laughs> yeah, sure. We used to put up the Dukes, but after that, no, I, I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. I'm a drinker, not a fighter. I've heard that too. <laughs> All right, so, okay, that's a good answer. Dan, what do you think? Uh, I'm going uh, Indiana Jones. Oh, that's a good one. Well, Indiana Jones is a Raiders good one. Oh, yeah, that okay. is a good one. I just want to be Harrison Ford. <laughs> Who doesn't don't want we to be all? Harrison Ford? Don't we all? Like, right. Maybe Sean Connery. I don't know, either way. You that's Crusade, but yes, yeah, I'll well, take you it. Know, well, younger Sean Connery, yeah, though. You've got to go early James Bond. Oh, yeah. Even older Sean Connery, I'm pretty sure he's still turning plenty of heads. So, but. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think if I were to pick a movie and a character, I would pick something that was like regal in nature, you know, Marie Antoinette. It's and good to be the queen king. Or, yes. <laughs> like something where I can really dress up and come tell people what to do. There and, it is. All right. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Jamie Q- Q-Tip has admitted that she would like to tell people what to do and she enjoys bossing around. Not Queen Amidala, though. That makeup was just weird. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. I, I agree with you oh, there. Oh, it didn't end well for her either. It's like the China no, doll with the weird rouge. It was... It, it was bizarre. It, it, no. was, it wasn't a, a, a fortunate choice. And and I think I would want to go big and crowns and, you know... Now, granted, Queen Amidala had big hair, but anyway. Yeah, that is a good point, though. That makeup really was really bad because it takes a lot of effort to make Natalie Portman not look good. I know. Right, and yes. that happened. In that yeah. You could say that about the entire first trilogy, could yeah, you? Yeah, you really could. It's a lot of effort to make. <laughs> I mean, some really good actors look really bad. Yeah, yeah they really was, tried. Same thing. Foreman looked bad. They all did. And yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, to make okay. Ewan McGregor bore- boring. Right. How do you? And I'm going to stick up for Hayden Christian here because, I mean, he was a terrible Vader and a terrible Anakin. But actually, I've seen him in other movies and he was pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was was not his fault. He was in that movie where they built the house or whatever. Yeah. What's his name? Right. And he did a great job. What's the name of that movie? I don't know. Where's Uh, our producer? uh, All right. What are you talking about? Well, while he's looking that up. Kevin Klein. 
Kevin Klein? Yeah, it was oh, Kevin Klein. Yep. Kevin Klein's the dad. They're building a house together. Okay, yep. well, I thought yep. that was a good movie. It was a good movie. It was a great movie. All right. Life is a house, I believe. Oh, that's it. Ah, that's it. it. Stan got it. You're too Mine slow. like a steel it's trap. Better than Google. So I can remember. <laughs> mine, uh, mine like a Google Don't trap. ask me what happened yesterday. Uh. All right. So here's the next one. Would you rather, and this really amused Again? me. Yes. This that, that one was because not, this one gets me in trouble at work. This, that one was not a would you rather, but this You're one correct. Is. Yeah, um, I'm, our producer is just handing me a note. It says "Life is a House," which Dan came up with about two minutes ago. <laughs> but good try, honey. But thank you for good uh, your try. Uh, our producer is my husband. Yeah, ooh, burn! <laughs> steel trap over here. Yeah, yeah. steel trap. <laughs> All right. Would you rather? This really amuses me. Slightly rusty. Begin every yeah, sentence happens. with "Hey, idiot," or end every sentence you say with "Ha ha, just kidding." Well, but the haha just kidding gets you out of everything, right? I mean, then you can't be in trouble because it you're is, just but kidding. Nothing you say will ever be taken seriously. <sighs> you know, this is a great question. Haha, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it works. I think Good. it's all right. <laughs> Sounds like we're going with haha, just kidding. That was funny. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah. I like that. <laughs> well, see, since I know you're forced to say it, I don't take offense. There you go. That is true. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I am forced to say after every sentence, ha ha, just kidding. Yep. Ha ha, just kidding. Ha ha, just kidding. <laughs> hey, they idiot, each did other you out? think that was really funny? Ha ha, just kidding. Ha ha, just kidding. Hey, idiot, it's probably more applicable, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's applicable 90% of the time? Yeah, 90% of the time. Okay. And since we're talking about Big Lebowski, I decided to pick a totally off-the-wall question that had no... Re- rhyme or reason whatsoever. So you guys are really going to enjoy this. Would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? I mean, that's just fucked up. <laughs> I the idea of small horses is creepy to me. <laughs> it is me too. I'm why, would, why would I fight ducks? I, why would you fight, fight horses? horses? That's right? not the point. You have to fight one. You have to pick. Why, what is this? What do we have to is, fight? What's going to happen if we don't fight? Are they like holding our family hostage? They'll you and you'll is die. This, is this like beyond Thunderdome? You yeah. know, like, I don't know. I think this is a Liam Neeson situation where they've got his daughter and if you don't fight the horses ducks, you don't get the, the, or the duck, daughter, horses, right. you don't get the daughter back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? You have to exercise your very specific skill set because <laughs> you don't have any money you just have this weird skill set which is apparently fighting duck-sized horses or well, a horse-sized or a horse-sized duck, duck. I, th- I think i have to go with the hundred uh duck-sized horses right because i mean I've, I've dealt with a goose-sized goose and those fuckers are mean they are so ducks are, are a little too close to geese so but i'm thinking ducks one, one of that teeth? size do well, geese have teeth? teeth yeah geese but, have teeth uh, like poke, poke your eye out you know well, that's true but swallow your head i don't know how do geese have teeth you, you that's can true. a horse-sized duck could really fuck you I mean, up. it could consume right. you yeah well yeah. i don't know if it could it might not have teeth so it might just beak you to death it might just well, gobble like you down whole you'd be digested intact like a snake you ever see them go down and snatch that piece of bread they're they're quick that is true they are that could be your head i don't think they would that is terrifying okay we're looking at a picture of a duck does it have no it's geese it's geese with teeth i don't care about a goose i care about a duck does a duck have teeth wow the producer was trying so hard Does a duck i mean the geese is scary i just learned that geese had teeth i wasn't aware that did uh, you learn the hard way he just looked at the picture all right we're getting a no from the beaks had teeth ducks do not have teeth is it is it truly teeth or is it like a serrated beak now those look like teeth yeah yeah the goose the geese is it teeth or is it a serrated beak teeth it was gross it was creepy weird 
Yeah. All right. Oh, we're passing the phone with a picture because of the, the goose. The goose teeth are terrifying. You will I, never sleep again. You, I, I, 100%. I'm totally with you on that. All right. So let's talk about the Big Lebowski. So I have a confession. When the guys talked about the movie that they would want to talk about, Michael immediately said Lebowski because both he and Dan are big fans. I had not seen it. Ever? I, I, I thought I had. How did that happen? Right. right. I thought I had, and then I went and watched it, and I was like, oh, fuck no, I've never seen this. There's I can't like, believe you've never seen it. I'm saying I was shocked, so I went uh, back. Certainly and you felt like you've seen it with as much as we've quoted it That's my years. guess. I mean, you yeah. knew most of the lines, probably. That's my <laughs> guess, is that I, but honest to God, when I was seeing it, I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I, I'm really jealous now, because you just recently watched that movie with fresh eyes. I did. That's like a... That's a life experience. So let's start with you then. What was your initial impression of the Big Lebowski after? Right, watching it for being the first aware time. of this movie for so and long. And as an adult, I, I'm guessing my perception was different than your guys' perception because you saw it as a kid, right? Well, uh, we were twenty ish. Oh, twenty ish. Okay. Early twenties. Okay, yeah. so that's all right. Uh, it had to be twenty ish, right? Uh, what know. year did that come out? I, Producer, I what year did the Big Lebowski come out? I did you find that in your research? I know I was living in I my did. apartment. I don't remember. Uh, no, I don't have it in my research. 1990-something, I'm I thinking. I it was in my apartment. 98? 98. There you go. Okay. Wow, we were teens. Um, so so like I 19, enjoyed it. Like, I, yeah, 1920. So I'm a, friend, I'm a fan of Coen Brothers. I like their movies. I loved Fargo. In fact, we just went and saw The Dead Don't Die, which we enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, well, I enjoyed it. Mark thought it was a little slow, but I really enjoyed it. We'll talk about that later. But um, what I enjoyed was it's a good story. There's a lot going on the whole way through. And at the end, like, you really have sympathy for the dude. Like, I really oh, had sympathy for I mean, you for should him. feel bad for the for, dude. For the du- no, I feel bad for Donnie. But well, everybody feels. I bad mean, of for course, Donnie. I feel bad for Donnie. Donnie. Yes, right. the, that was what the the first time we saw this movie, uh, we were actually pretty frustrated with it. Neither one of us liked it. We didn't like it because <laughs> it was the stupidest thing. You had this big convoluted plot yeah. to get to the end, and, and nothing the end, actually happened. Nothing actually happened <laughs> except that Donnie dies. Right, that's true. Everybody and, else is back to square one. Yeah. And that's what I was surprised at is that. It, there's not like a moment wrap up. No. Like you get the end with Bunny and okay, we get to where we are. But to your point, the dude doesn't like have some sort of miraculous The dude does ending. not get his rug back. That's right. He doesn't get his rug back. <laughs> he does not get his rug back. The only thing that actually happens is his car is fucking gone. Like right. finally well, they kill the it's car. True. But, in fact, he's in but worse and he yes. does He does uh, begin the process of bringing the next dude into the world. That's true. So there's that. That's true. There is the uh, future uh, Lebowski. That's right. So, however, it's it's the glimmer of hope in a very nihilistic movie, right? Which which I love that Sam Elliott was the one that talked about it because like, sometimes there's a man. That's right. That's I love right. Sam Elliott. <laughs> right. He did such a good job. All right. So, and I thought it was interesting because, of course, the dude was not the Big Lebowski. It was the guy with the bunny, and you yeah. know, blah blah blah. Arguably, the dude is the Big Lebowski. I mean, he's the better Lebowski. I mean, you know. Uh, you know, He's not I, a I don't great know that man. either. I don't know that anybody of in that movie is of significant moral fiber. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dude tries to do the right thing when it's. Not At least he's upset when he thinks <laughs> exactly. the woman is Correct. dead. That's right. true. Nobody else cares. <laughs> he is literally the only one worked up Including about the toe. Friends, right? like, correct. <laughs> Get you a toe by five o'clock <laughs> with right. or without nail polish. <laughs> did you know the Coen brothers originally wanted Marlon Brando for the role of Big Lebowski? I did not. I, I think either. that'd be all right. I do too. Oh, the old man. Not not 
not Jeff Bridges. The old oh, man. the big, okay. the big no, Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Okay, so again, no, yeah, Jeff okay. Bridges is Lebowski. Yes. I can't I picture agree. anybody else. Right. That would have been hysterical. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, with that. I, I think Lauren Lebrand would have been just fine. I agree. So, or Danny DeVito, for that matter. You know, if you're just <laughs> casting. You'd be all right with that, right. too. But I have no problem. I don't actually remember the guy's name who plays the Big Lebowski, no, but I have no problem with yeah. him. He's let's also the Hudsucker proxy. I know yeah. he's not Wilford Brimley, but let's just call him that. that. No, we can't do that, because Wilford Brimley was a diabetic wife beater. So we can't call oh, yeah, you know, no. the Big Lebowski that, because that's not cool. Okay. We're, we're, we're starting to get into a wife-beating feat. I know! Not, it's a theme! I'm not comfortable with this. <laughs> I know. David Huddleston. David Huddleston. David Huddleston was the that name does not ring a single bell. And how do you know? He's this? also do you, do you in the Hudson I know proxy. who he is by his face, but I, that name yeah. doesn't. Do you research wife beaters in your off time? Is that family how you guy? Know all these family yeah. guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I saw it on Stop TV. Watching that. I, I had kids. I can't watch that anymore. That's an no old shit. episode. It's in one of the segues where they talk about Quaker Oats, and the next thing you know, Wilford Brimley's ta- standing there talking about how he has diabetes. It makes yep. him irritable and ill-tempered. Sometimes he hits his wife. And then he oh, remembers okay. that his wife's been dead for 10 years. Whose wife did I hit? <clears throat> okay, so... Big Lebowski was also in Blazing Saddles and The Producers. All right. Okay. Really? Blazing Saddles? He was Olsen Johnson. Uh, you say general so? store guy. Yeah. He runs the general store. Yeah, he, was yeah. the, right. he was judge in The Producers. Mm. I don't remember him in The Producers. I never saw The Producers. So. Okay, so shockingly, it was a box office bomb, barely covering well, its mean, $15 million you know. budget, which apparently, based on your first watching, is not surprising. No, yeah, because it's, I think it's not funny until you start talking about it. Right, that's certainly what happened to us. Absolutely. We actually did end up seeing it twice in the theater. That's correct. We uh, saw it separately. So, did we? Uh, so I yeah, well, more we, the than first I did. time we didn't go together, and then okay. we got together and we were talking about the movie. Right, and then we thought, well, that part was pretty funny. Right. And that part was pretty funny. Okay. And that part was pretty funny. So the funny, same thing then, happened with Dead Don't Die. We walked okay. out of Dead Don't Die, and we're like, well, that was just okay. But every time I think about things, I'm like, well, that was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I think you that happens with the co so, a little bit. So, you're, right. yes. you're so busy trying to figure out what's going on. And to keep up with the plot. Yes. Yep. That you missed the humor in it. That's right. And so I yep, watched yeah. it twice as well. I watched it the first time. It's on Stars right now for anyone who wants to watch it. I watched I it the first movie. time. And then I watched it a second time because I had the same reaction where at the first time I was like, I feel like I'm missing something back to the point of at the end of it. Like there's no clear cut delineation of the story has been wrapped up now. I'm like, what the fuck did I miss? Was I drinking? Like what happened? So I went back and watched it, but I think that's it. The first time you see it. And I think this is why it did so bad at the box office because people expected something to happen yeah. and nothing happens. Right. And you kind of, the Cohen brothers, I think take some getting used to. I yes. agree. Uh, and I'm, I find their, their, their films, to be very hit and miss. Yes, I agree. So there's some that everybody tends to love, like uh, No Country for Old Men. Yeah. yeah. I or did not care for that cruelty. movie. Yeah. Intolerable Cruelty, Cruelty, I love. Fantastic movie. Yeah. Totally uh, even different. Fargo, type. I was kind of. Eh. Fargo is, again, one of those ones that you talk about and you find humor in, but then when you're actually watching it, I can yeah. believe it. However, yeah. they, they do have a very signature style. When you're watching a Coen Brothers movie, you can tell just from the language Agreed. that yeah, agree. it's a Coen Brothers movie. It's like Kevin Smith is the same kind of thing. Yes, yes. Right. You have the very normal people speaking in very specific, elevated, specific, yeah. eloquent dialect. Correct. Yes. Uh, that just makes them easily identifiable. And yes. it's. Well, and not only that, but the Cohen brother humor is so specific. Yes. Like, and I, dark. And, and, and dry. Really, yes. 
I don't know right. that I see a lot of movies that have that same type of humor, but when I watch it in a Coen Brother movie, I'm almost always laughing. I yeah. almost always find it funny. I think that's what keeps that movie around for us, too, is that it's one of the more quotable movies. Yes. Well, and it's one of them that actually... So the one thing about Dead Don't Die is it's slow. Most Coen Brother movies But are I'm saying slow. you know the entire plot of the movie from the trailers. If you've seen the trailer, you know yeah. what happens. Um, so trying to find some excitement... Jeff Bridges, I mean, The Big Lebowski is a fun story. It's got a story. It keeps moving. You're like, what the fuck is happening next? Well, you have moments where the plot is moving really quickly. And you're like, what? The, why are they running? Why are they going? It's kind of like Clue in some sense. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have moments where it's really slow. And you're like, they're still bowling. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and don't get me wrong. The bowling is great. Why is that guy in a tube in his living room? Yeah, no, there was Just that one. odd on life support. <laughs> there are some odd moments. The in Iron this movie. You, did you know yeah. that Jeff Bridges, on, the only time you actually witness him bowling is during Maud's dream sequence? No, I hadn't thought about it. I've never paid attention. When you think I'm... about it now, I'm not sure you ever see John uh, Goodman bowl. Donnie bowls all the time, but most of the time everybody else is sitting around talking smack and telling Donnie to shut up. That's one of the things that I had. Okay, That's interesting. So, so besides that, did you know... However, you do see John Turturro bowl, and that is... Oh, yes. Oh. Yes, you do. So this is interesting, too. I guess Life he... will never be the same. He originally thought that his, ro- his <laughs> role was going to be a lot bigger, so he added the ball buffing scene yeah. to give himself something else to do in the movie besides just the few lines that he had, because he was embarrassed when he found out he was only going to have like two I don't lines. blame him, but you know, nobody fucks with the Jesus. That's but they right. are a few of the best lines in the movie. Well, it's hard to say. They are. I mean, no, There's so many no, good but lines, the, but... Because they are, they're, they're, Dan, they're just so unbelievable. <laughs> That's yeah. right. N- nobody fucks with the Jesus. Thank you. <sighs> such a good movie. All right, so besides that... It is that, very quotable. You're right about that. We do quote it a lot. <laughs> yeah. All right, so a lot of the dude's clothes in the movie were Jeff Bridges' own clothes. Not surprising. <laughs> That's I mean, include- since he doesn't actually change his clothes for most of the movie, yeah. I don't find that hot. So this, you know. this includes those jelly sandals that he wears. Oh, God. Those are his. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I had Image. heard that Jeff Bridges in real life actually is the dude. That That's not far off. No. I've heard that as well, and we saw that in that Super Bowl commercial this year. Yep. That's true, but he said he was playing. So anyway, he was playing the dude. Yeah, but he, yeah just he like picked that right back up. No director needed. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. This- so he spends most of the movie drunk and stoned. Yeah. Right. So yeah, tells you what you need to know. Yeah. Method acting. Okay. So it, the dude says, "Man." How many times in the movie? You want to guess? Man? Yeah. Hey, man. Man, dude. There's a beverage man. here. There's That's a right. beverage here, man. Yeah. There's oh, God. Here. I don't know. A thousand? Well, it's between 87 and 1,000. That's good. <laughs> 147 times. Huh. That surprised me. The word dude is used. You want to guess? Well, the dude, dude has to be higher dude. than that, like 300. I'm the walrus dude. Dude. There's <laughs> right. like 10 right yeah, there. There's exactly. Three, uh, 400. I got to be gotta Being be very undude, dude. <laughs> Uh, how many was man? 147. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go 283. All right. 161 actually. Oh man! Wow, I'm shocked. It's not more than that, really. Okay, but Mr. 283, how many times was the F word or a variation of it? How many times was that used in the movie? Twelve. 
292 times. No kidding. I don't remember that many F-bombs. I oh, don't yeah. either. Don't you remember Sam Elliott even says, you have to use so many F-words? Oh, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. yeah right. <laughs> I mean, he said, I, forget that I mean, the, the F-word, between Walter and the dude, yeah, I believe See, that. Uh, while I have watched this movie a number of times, it's probably been a decade. Yeah, that's what I say. It's I've on stars. Watched it, I watched it not too awful long ago. But yeah, it's 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 out of the regular rotation. I meant to watch it this week. But, yeah. but in all fairness, busy. like I just watched it and that still surprised me. I did not remember it being used almost double the times the word dude is said. It's because you're immune to it. It's That's so they, they use it so regularly. It's like the. It's like a comma. Exactly. It's so common in that movie. But, which is why the Sam Elliott joke is so funny. He did piss on his fucking rug. <laughs> Dude just wants his fucking rug back. Yeah, uh, <laughs> how many times does it say rug? Did you? That's a good question. It doesn't say. All right. So, so take any rug in the fucking place. <laughs> although, you know, I, I did use a, a quasi Lebowski line the other day. Uh, and t- Somebody was talking to me about a software program called Engines. And I said... Dude, Native Americans, please. <laughs> Just a little bit of a... That's awesome. A little adaptation, a, but very good. Yeah, very good. It's a little bit of a twist, but... Yeah. That's right. Okay, so this was filmed. So Mr. Lebowski's Beverly Hills Mansion is called Greystone Manor. Okay, so it's Tarzan's house. It's been in The Muppets, The Prestige, Rush Hour, The Social Network, The Dirty Dozen, and a famous music video. Name the famous music video. Bet you $10 it's Aerosmith. Nope, it's no. something that you two should know well. Meatloaf. Oh my God, it's Meatloaf. It's Meatloaf! I would do anything for love. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got so excited. <laughs> yes, it I love is. Meatloaf. Meatloaf's music video, I would do anything for love. Um, so this is actually John Goodman's favorite film he was ever in. I believe that. I absolutely Goodman believe is that. in a lot of Coen Brothers movies. And, you know, there are... Goodman is... One of our finest actors. Agreed. 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 Uh, but having said that, you see him in a lot of movies, especially the big blockbusters, where I feel like he's kind of mailing it in. Uh, well, he's just doing what he has on, to do. Right. He's. You can. T- I think you can tell when he's doing it for the paycheck. Yeah. Uh, and when he's in these Coen Brothers movies, he always brings his A game. He does. The, everybody in the Big Lebowski seems like they're having fun. Yeah. I just think that. Uh, oh, brother, where art thou? I mean. <sighs> That was, to me, just not great. It was yeah. all right. But Goodman was great in it. Everybody was great in it, I think. It's just, this, I didn't love the movie. But no, you're right. Goodman was fantastic. Goodman is yeah. fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, and he is a St. Louis native. That is correct. Uh, so the screenplay was originally written with Jeff Bridges, John Goodman, Steve Buscemi, and Sam Elliott in mind for their roles. I, that's good. I was like, of course. It just works, right? It just magically works. They really do a good yeah, job. I mean, who else would you get other than Sam Elliott for that role? I mean, Sam Maybe Elliott Tom is the Selleck, perfect one. But, but nah, you Sam know, Elliott's easier to no, get. No, I, I could see Tom Selleck. With I could see he's Tom the, Selleck fine. It's the only other guy that can pull off that mustache. Fuck yeah. That's true. And well. Yeah. Burt Reynolds, maybe. Good voice. Okay. Good voice for the narrator. Okay. Yeah. But I'm thinking they can they can play the cowboy. Well, that's but, but we've seen Burt Reynolds with a cowboy hat on. Well, you got Smokey in the band. Yeah, it's, it's but not that's that not, it's not the same thing. All right. Striptease. He had a. Yeah, that's right. I did not see that movie. He had it. He could feel it squishing between his toes. All right. Yeah. In the cowboy boots. Um. Okay. So the license plate of Bunny's red convertible spells Lappin, which is the French translation of Bunny. I found that out. So just thought I'd share. Okay. Thought it had a it was a lap dance reference. I thought so too, but it's not. Uh, when we're introduced to the dude's arch nemesis, Jesus, 
A flamenco version of the Eagles song Hotel California plays, right? Later, we learn in the taxicab scene that the dude hates the fucking Eagles, man. He does hate the Eagles, yeah. The Rolling Stones tied that together. Forgotten about that. No, I never made that connection either, but that's that's good. (laughs) That's pretty. So initially, the former Rolling Stones manager, Alan Klein, um, wanted $150,000 for them to use the song Dead Flowers by the Rolling Stones. But the scene where the dude talks about hating the fucking Eagles, he was so happy that he waived the licensing fee and let them use it for free. That's nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's so good. The He's form- out of my cab. <laughs> the former so manager of the Rolling Stones is like, I feel you. You can use that first free. So fucking good. I know. I cracked up at that. That's so good. Um, Premier voted The Big Lebowski as one of the 50 greatest comedies of all time. I can buy that. You just have to yeah. think about it. Uh, just, uh, you know, there's several different ways to achieve comedy, right? But it's the unexpected, I think, that really The the Big Lebowski brings. I'll never forget, I think, the, the part I laughed at just hardest in the theater when he is when he's just sitting there with after he's been arrested with the the police chief and just out of nowhere called him like a fascist and the pig mug. and the coffee mug comes out of nowhere. And I had to rewind it. To, uh, oh my god! I, I about uh, myself. I had so to rewind myself. it because I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" It's just so stay out of Malibu, Lebowski. Yes. I was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, I had you to know, rewind that. That is absolutely a great scene. I personally love my favorite scene, and this one's kind of sneaky because if you aren't really paying attention, you don't see this. It's when he's laying on his back on the new rug that he stole from uh, the Big Lebowski's house, listening to bowling on tape. <laughs> <laughs> like he's his meditation like, tape. He's like, exactly. Yeah. He's like laying back. He's got himself all sprawled out. And he's got he's got like the 1987 World Bowling Championship on tape that he's listening to on his Walkman. <laughs> that is awesome. Right before the guys come in and punch him in the face and Maude yeah. takes the rug away. Aww. <laughs> Um, in December of 2014, The Big Lebowski became one of 700 culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant films, and pre- it preserved it for future generations through the Library of Congress's National Film Registry. Nice. I was shocked at that. I was like, oh, that's cool. Well, I mean, it has George Bush in it. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of, yeah. it's interesting, too, because you said it came out in 98, right? But I it's think. set in, like, 92, Yeah, during, right? uh, de- what is that, Operation so it's, Desert Storm? Right. Yeah. Yeah, to get the George Bre- George Bush reference in there, because mm-hmm. this aggression will not stand, man. Will not stand, man. So it was kind of a, a unique, you don't typically see, at least I don't, uh, movies that take a historical look from like just a little while ago six years ago yeah so when you're and maybe that was just perfect for us being in that 19 20 years old because like Possibly, oh yeah. yeah i remember what, that was so long ago yeah which, but you know because you're still in that kind of younger part of your life where 10 years ago seems like it was so long ago whereas yeah. 10 years ago now is yeah it's 2009 that feels right. like a couple years ago yeah. right so but it was just kind yeah, of that's interesting that it was just kind of a small jump back uh, it's like, yeah, it does restore. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I, I was a freshman in high school when that was going on. You know, and I think what's interesting, too, is, is that the, that really, the time period of the movie doesn't actually make any difference. We only, It's like we only put it in 92 just so, so we can have say, that line. My, this aggression exactly. will stand, and he can see it live in the checkout exactly. line. Exactly, because it never comes back up. We <laughs> ne- it makes no difference that it's during Desert Storm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I would except, have noticed that except, except for that. You know, the, the, every, for every time period, there was the one perfect man, you know, and the dude is that perfect man for that time. Yeah, sure. And 
you know, again, I don't know how that ties into that specific time period, but no, it's a, it is a good point though. So we have a so it's culturally relevant. Huh? It is, and it's been deemed worthy of saving. So I have one other piece of trivia. Uh oh, the nihilists. You guys remember the nihilists? Who, how can you say forget? what you will about the tenets of national socialists? But at least it's an ethos. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I do have to say one of my favorites is when they throw the bowling bag into the one nihilist at the very end. I think that's awesome. But did you know Flea? From Red yes. Hot Chili Peppers, yeah. one of those nihilists. Yeah, he's yep. the lead singer in uh, what's the name of the band? He was the bassist of Red, Ch- Red Hot. No, Chili no, Peppers, no, the fake band in the movie, the one the when the nihilists are the guys from the band. Remember the mod shows? Oh the, yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is the name? I of that? Uh, I I, they call him the nihilist throughout the whole thing. Yeah, so. Flea though is supposed to be right. the lead singer of that fake band that Maude is telling them is yeah blackmailing. Um, her father, I guess. Right. That's all I have. Those are all the little tidbits of information. So, uh, what was your favorite scene again, Michael? It's when the dude is laying back on the rug. Oh, after, that's right. right. After he gets the rug back and he's listening to bowling on tape. And what's your favorite moment? There are so many. Um, yeah, I, I'm come back to me. I'll have to think about that. I, so I have to say, my favorite moment was fucking Jeff Brid. Well, the dude writing a check for sixty nine cents for cream. Well, that that is a beautiful I scene because it takes him so goddamn long, right? Yes. <laughs> because it's like every worst moment about check writing, right? Not yes. only is he writing a check for sixty nine cents for cream, but he waits until she's done ringing it up to start. <laughs> it's not, it's like every horrible thing about people that write checks to the grocery store. Well, and I read a piece of trivia that he actually postdates the check. I didn't notice that, but that's hilarious. So if you know when that that speech by George Bush was, that the actual check was postdated by like 11 months. That's that's even funnier. <laughs> I didn't know I that. Know. I thought that's that was That's even hilarious. funnier. I didn't know that. So I really okay. enjoyed that moment. That may or may not have been on purpose, but it's fucking yeah. hilarious no matter what. Uh, there's no way this dude is a paraplegic. Ah, God. Oh, God. Oh, man. He pulls him <laughs> out of the His chair. And oh. drops him on the floor. Oh, so cringeworthy. It was. I, it just, was. Oh, I, I, reinforcing I, there there is no uh, uh, high moral character in this in this entire movie. I watched that and thought, "There's no way that's uh, not going to happen. There's no way." <laughs> and then he drops him on the floor. I'm like, "Oh my god!" It was horrible watching that. Yeah. Shomer fucking Chavez. <laughs> That's pretty good too. Also the whites, you know, <laughs> when he throws his dirty undies out the, out the with the bag. Yeah, I'm just bad. gonna sit here and join my coffee. Oh Jesus! This isn't hey, Vietnam. Hey, hey, there was one. any scene with John Goodman really? Yeah. I don't know. So the the worst, here's the most one, cringy one. was when he pulls out that gun. Wow! At the, at the very first time at the bowling alley. At the bowling alley. Yeah. And I'm he just threatens like, oh, Smokey. He threatens Smokey. Yeah. Smokey's a pacifist. Well, I too dabbled in pacifism. Not during Nam, of course. Not, of course. <laughs> here's one, here's one, here's one. You ready? You ready? Oh. Yeah, I did not know that. The Little Lebowski Urban Achievers. <laughs> what? The Little Lebowski Busky. Urban Achievers. Yes, yes, and proud of them. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Fucking I love that bit. He drops it into conversation, and Ma's like, yes, yes. <laughs> proud we are of all of them. <laughs> so my other favorite part is at the very end... When they're dumping the ashes, Johnny's ashes, oh, and he's oh, back oh, into his, yes, the like dude. And the dude is so pissed. The dude off. is so pissed, and he's just covered, and he's just standing there like you fucker. And then he gets done. He's, ah! I think that is hilarious. Uh, it's a good scene. There, there really is almost no scene in that movie that, if you really pay attention, isn't fantastic. Yes, you know, from one point of view or another, the music, the, the just the way they're talking, whatever it is, it's got its own special moment. 
It does. You know, from Jeff Bridges dropping the joint in his crotch while he's driving. Oh, God. To, you know, <laughs> yes. I mean, to the very, very end where they're just back at the bowling alley. <laughs> John Goodman beating the crap out of the Corvette afterward. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good bit. This is what happens when you, <laughs> <laughs> when you fuck a man in the ass, Donnie. Not Donnie. What's, his, what's the kid's name? <laughs> they find his homework in the car. What's Larry, the kid's name? Larry. 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 That's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything that else. He's a pretty good burger, dude. I was. I will have to say, when I went to California and had an In-N-Out burger, I was a little disappointed after all the buildup. Us too. It was good, yeah, but it, it wasn't was okay, like, but, oh my god. But it's weird. Know. People, how people talk about In-N-Out burgers. It is, but people you know, are. I, 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 yeah, I. Uh, in all honesty, I prefer a Whopper. You know, but that's just me. I've never had one. I've heard they're fucking amazing, but like. You know, not from, but it's people that live out there. So maybe Mark's right. Maybe it is just a cultural thing. Maybe you're used yeah. to it. So maybe they don't have burgers. White King Castle for St. Louis. And yeah. I'll be honest. This will probably Castle. be the most controversial thing that will come out of this podcast. I know White I Castle? will. No, I'll get feedback. Oh my God. In and Out Burger's the best ever. Promise you. Ah, eh, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I but, guess, guess I'm not cultured. So leave, leave all that in. All right. Well, on that note. I know you are cooking us burgers tonight. That's right. So we're growing some burgers. We'll have some better And it's going to be way better than in and out Hello. That's I'm there with you. Thank you. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed this look at the Big Lebowski. And uh, have a wonderful night. And hopefully you join us next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.